Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do terrific work, and you can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today here on the 4th of July, uh, 247th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, or the Declaration, uh, not the signing, that happened a couple of weeks later. We'll talk about that. Our special guests today are Kathleen Pasadoma, our State Senate President. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen up in Madison, Wisconsin. Seton Motley in, uh, is the uh, President and Founder of Less Government. He's in Belize. And we'll also visit with my wife, Linda, as well. <clears throat> it is July 4th, the 4th, as I mentioned, on this day in 1776, the Continental Congress in Philadelphia adopted the Declaration of Independence, which proclaimed the independence of the United States of America from Great Britain and its king. <clears throat> Excuse me, please. The Declaration came 442 days after the first volleys of the American Revolution were fired at Lexington and Concord in Massachusetts and marked an ideological expansion of the conflict that would eventually encourage France's intervention on behalf of the Patriots. The first major American opposition to British policy came in 1765 after Parliament passed the Stamp Act, a taxation measure to raise revenues for a standing British army in America. Under the banner of no taxation without representation, colonists convened the Stamp Act Congress in October of 1765 to vocalize their opposition to the tax. With its enactment in November, most colonists called for a boycott of British goods, and some organized attacks on custom houses and homes of tax collectors. After months of protest in the colonies, Parliament voted to repeal the Stamp Act in March of 1766. Most colonists continued to quietly accept British rule until Parliament's enactment of the Tea Act in 1773, a bill designed to save the faltering East India Company by greatly lowering its tea tax and granting it a monopoly on the American tea trade. The low tax allowed the East India Company to undercut even tea smuggled into America by Dutch traders, and many colonists viewed the act as another example of taxation tyranny. In the response... Uh, militant patriots in Massachusetts organized the Boston Tea Party, of course, which saw the Boston Tea Valued at some 18,000 pounds dumped into the Boston Harbor. The British par Parliament was outraged by this and, uh, and the Tea Party and both and other blatant acts of destruction of British property enacted the Coercive Acts, also known as the Intolerable Acts, in 1774. The Coercive Acts co uh, closed Boston to merchant shipping, established formal British military rule in Massachusetts, made British officials immune to criminal prosecution in America, and required colonists to quarter British troops. Can you believe that? The colonists subsequently called for the First Continental Congress to consider a united American resistance to British. With the other colonies watching intently, Massachusetts led the resistance in the, to the British, uh, forming a shadow revolutionary government and establishing militias to resist the increasing British military presence across the colony. In April 1775, Thomas Gage, the British governor of Massachusetts, ordered British troops to uh, march to Concord, where the Patriot Arsenal was known to be located. On April 19, 1775, the British regulars encountered a group of American militiamen at Lexington, and the first shots of the American Revolution were fired. <clears throat> of course, shots known as the shots heard around the world. <clears throat> Initially, both Americans and British saw the conflict as a kind of civil war within the British Empire. To the King George, it was a colonial rebellion, and to the American, it was a struggle for their rights as British citizens. However, Parliament remained unwilling to negotiate with the American rebels and instead purchased German mercenaries to help the British crush the rebellion. In response, the Britons... Uh, Britain's continued opposition to reform, the Continental Congress began to pass measures abolishing British authority in the colonies. Today is the 247th anniversary of our Declaration of Independence. The folks that signed these, uh, this declaration, for the most part, died bankrupt and died early. 
Uh, they made great sacrifices for our freedom, and uh, that, of course, includes all the servicemen, and uh, we have so much to be grateful for in our history. Well, as uh, the great President Ronald Reagan said, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on from them to do the same. So true, and of course, it's never been more apparent than it is today. Governor Ron DeSantis announced the state has awarded 11,000 teachers more than $33 million for completing civics training offered by the Florida Department of Education. The educators have completed either the Summer Civics Professional Learning Series or the first-of-a-kind Civic Seal of Excellence endorsement, which equips teachers with the knowledge and skills to provide high-quality civics instruction. Each educator uh, earning a Civics Seal of Excellence endorsement received a stipend worth $3,000 each, according to the governor's office. Sanders and the Florida Department of Education launched the Civic Seal of Excellence in January, and more than 10,000 teachers registered for the course within a week. According to the governor's office, uh, course enrollment is currently at a capacity with 20,000 teachers enrolled and an additional 11,000 on the waiting list. The Department of Education enlisted the assistance of nationally recognized civics experts to create the 50-hour online program that contains over 28 hours of high-quality video lessons focused on American history, civics, and government. <clears throat> Understanding the founding principles of our nation is the key to protecting and maintaining our republic for generations to come, DeSantis said. Well, just another great act, and uh, another act of wisdom on the part of De DeSantis and uh, this kind of undergirds the, what we just talked about, which is the Declaration of Independence and helping young people to understand uh, the important sacrifices that are made in their behalf. Confidence in America has been put into a free fall by the presidency of Joe Biden, according to a sobering and critical news Gallup report. Handed a, a nation on the rise in 2020 by former President Trump and his administration, the line tracking the confidence of Americans has been their national government has been on a nonstop decline, nonstop decline since uh, Biden took over and his great ideas. By the way, the price of a July 4th cookout, if you're having one, has gone up 15% since President Biden took office. You may recall last year he said, hey, the price has actually declined. Isn't that great news? Well, it's up 15% since he took office. Most Americans approve of the Supreme Court's decision last week to strike down affirmative action, according to a new poll. While 32% disapprove of the court's decision, 52% approve, according to a poll released Sunday uh, by ABC News Ipsos. The Obamas are unhappy with the SCOTUS decision. Of course, Brock and Michelle, both on benefactors of affirmative action, by the way. Race baiter Joy Reid said she would not have gone to Harvard had it not been for affirmative action. Hopefully we'll replace the identity politics behind affirmative action with merit and achievement instead. And by the way, they said we're going to have a less diverse campuses as a result of this. I don't think so. Remember that college uh, enrollment is down, and I think colleges right now are scurrying to try and meet their bottom line numbers by getting more students in. There'll be plenty of uh, diversity in our universities. Well, top congressional Republicans are questioning who gave President Joe Biden's company, Celtic Capri Corp, nearly $10 million in 2017 amid allegations that the Biden family received $10 million as part of a bribery scheme involving a Ukrainian national. Biden and his wife, Jill Biden, uh, had their income jump from 400000 in 2016 Biden's last full year as vice president to $11 million in 2017. The Bidens have used Celtic Capri Corp as a business entity for their post-White House work, and the wire service states that the most of the Bidens' income came from his memoir, Promise Me, Dad, A Year of Hope, Hardship, and Purpose. That's his memoir. The tax return has come under renewed scrutiny after it was revealed earlier this year that an FBI informant came forward in 2017 with allegations that two Biden family members were paid $10 million in exchange for having Biden use his influence pressure to pressure the government of Ukraine to fire then-prosecutor Shokin, who is uh, probing the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, uh, with, uh, Hunter, where Hunter Biden, of course, was on the board. 
Shokin was fired in March of 2016 for what the Obama administration officials said was not investigating corruption in Ukraine. uh, Biden's campaign has provided financial disclosures online. Uh, But Bob Anderson, a writer at The Federalist, noted that the campaign only gave individual returns not pertaining for any S-corporation returns such as that of Celtic Capri Corporation. As of 2019, Promise Me Dad had sold more than 300,000 copies, but using the typical blend of royalty rate of 7.5% for paperback and 15% uh, for hardcover sales, Biden would have made only about $800,000. So millions, where's the other $9.2 million in income, still unaccounted for? Where is it? Well, that's a great question. We should look into that. Senator Ron Johnson, who's from Wisconsin, who tirelessly worked to investigate corruption allegations involving the Biden family, said last week he thinks the corruption extends to the federal government as well. For years, I've been saying that this is a much larger story than Biden family corruption. The corruption inside our federal agencies and the mainstream media is extensive, he tweeted. We need more whistleblowers to come forward and tell the truth. That is the only way to restore integrity and credibility. Thank you, Ron Johnson. Doing a terrific job in the Senate. Remind you that uh, he wanted to serve that term and, and be out of the Congress and out of the Senate in the last election, but he decided to stay on to complete the job. And we thank him for that. Well, a majority, uh, major study of the impact of pandemic on Amish communities has found that COVID death rates among traditionalist groups of citizens like the Amish are 90 times lower than the rest of America. The main difference, the study revealed, is that the Amish communities completely ignored the guidelines from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Amish families uh, did not get vaccinated or wear masks, nor did they engage in lockdowns, social distancing, or any other type of uh, restrictions. So as you can see, uh, <clears throat> a pretty good indication. That's, this, there is not, this is not proof, but that's a pretty good indication that everything that was done during the pandemic, lockdowns, face masks, vaccines, you name it, they were not only uh, <laughs> they, they, not a neutral effect, they had a negative effect on the health of Americans. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with our state Senate president, Kathleen Pasadomo. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's 
vibrant, it's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CallYourSeniorCenter.org. That's CallYourSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Uh, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, we have with us Kathleen Pasadomo. She is our state senate president. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. I hope you're having a good 4th of July. Well, so far... So far, it's been a great weekend. It's nice to have, isn't it nice to have July 4th on a Tuesday? You know um, what? It kind of is, isn't it? I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, the governor uh, uh, graciously and, and happily gave all state workers yesterday off. So, you know, all of our state workers had, had have a four day weekend, which is great. After, you know, a long session, they, they deserved it. Well, that is great, and of course, the state is doing so well in terms of revenue and uh, meeting so many important goals that uh, it's great that he's able to do that and he can share the uh, the good times with uh, with state workers. Yeah, well, our uh, revenue estimate again was high, uh, the projection higher than the projections, the uh, numbers. So, you know, hopefully, we'll keep that trend. Although I, I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed, Naples seems to be much quieter this year than it ever. Than, than I recall in the past July 4th uh, weekend, so I don't know if that means anything. Yeah, no, I, I hadn't noticed that, but uh, it's an interesting observation. Traffic seems to still be busy in my neck of the woods, but <laughs> but uh, nevertheless. So, you know, uh, yeah, I saw something in the uh, Florida Voice that uh, uh, Governor DeSantis announced the state had awarded 11,000 teachers more than $33 million for completing civics training. I thought that was just, especially on the 4th of July, it's just great and reinforcing the, the whole notion that our students are going to be well-trained. I, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's been a, one of his focuses, and we all support that. And, um, you know, giving teachers the, the tools they need. Um, you know, a lot of times you don't, that you know, obviously, the mainstream media never reports any of the good stuff we do, <laughs> but uh, you know, ultimately, teachers know. Yeah, they they certainly do. And uh, what's important about this is it's providing good fundamental bedrock uh, background for good civics instruction. So here, are these teachers—it's probably been a while since they've been to civics class in eighth grade. Uh, just, oh, that's right. And sure. giving giving them a lot of instructions. Apparently, it's 50 hours of online instruction with great quality videos to uh, reinforce the whole notion. And, and hopefully, this will all end up uh, in the classroom and uh, help the uh, students better learn uh, our background. Absolutely. And he's done a lot of really good um, uh, sort of common sense type uh, programs and projects. And, you know, starting with the hurricane and uh, relief funds and, and the like. And again, you know, we, we don't read about it much, but uh, it makes a difference. Yeah, it really does. So, Kathleen, just uh, from where you're standing right now, taking a pause and thinking about our our uh, the legacy of our the revolution, the American Revolution, uh, how are you thinking about the last half of 2023? You know, it, that, gee, it's funny. I hadn't really sat down and thought about it in the context of uh, 1776, um, and our founding fathers, and and you know they were so courageous and they did so much. I'm I'm a little concerned with the fraction, you know, the fraction and friction mm-hmm. and fraction that we have in society today. I but you look back and I think it probably was very similar uh, back then. Uh, we just didn't have the technology and social media that, that uh, they had back then, you know, I used to, to think about, uh, you know, people and their First Amendment uh, freedom of speech. Um, that would be, you'd go in the town square, you turn over a box and they stand on it and you express your views and everybody knew who you were. 
Yeah. Today, you could do a fake name, fake uh, uh, persona, and say whatever you want with perfect impunity, and nobody knew who who's who and who to believe. And I'm worried about that. I really am. Well, I am too. And I, I would suggest also that uh, back in the day, we all watched Walter, Walter Cronkite, and that was the source mm-hmm. of our news. We may have our differences of opinion, but basically we had one source of information, right. in a sense. Right now, there are so many outlets for the news, and they're covering different things. And it's no wonder that uh, so many of us have just opposing points of view because we just don't even have the same background and information to talk about. You know, that's a good point. And, and I see it uh, from my perspective, you know, being on the, on the so-called inside, particularly mm-hmm. being Senate president, I, I know, um, you know, I know intimately what is going on with regard to the various pieces of legislation and budget and the like. And uh, when I read, uh, stories that are inaccurate, misleading. I, I just want to tear my hair out because I, I know the facts. Yeah. And how do I get the facts out? I, pure facts. And, and sometimes I read letters to the editor and, and, this, and people pontificating with statistics and, and the like, and I'm reading it going, that is wrong. Yes. I know what's right. And, I, and you just, and then people, it's off to the races because people read it and then they believe it. That's true. So, well, and, I think I think that basically the Naples Daily News uh, uh, letters to the editor, it's kind of an echo chamber for the left. <laughs> you know, they just can't feed off of each other in there. But uh, irrespective of that, I, one of the things that I saw is that uh, uh, there was people who were protesting against the uh, burning of books and book bans and that kind of thing in Florida. And so the reporter graciously went up and said, you know, it's interesting that we're covering this today and wanted to get your thoughts. Could you tell us about a couple of the books that have been banned that you're concerned about? They couldn't name one book that was banned. Yes. <laughs> so, and a lot of it, a lot of it is just, uh, you know, just innuendo. <clears throat> like somebody took a picture of empty bookshelves in a, in a, a school library uh-huh. and they posted on the web. It went viral saying all the books were banned. Turned out they were renovating the library, so they had to take the books out so that they could finish the renovation. Those are the kind of things that are so troubling, and it's even worse with the way that people can digitize things. Um, you know, I, I saw uh, there was a mailer that went out against me that had a picture of uh, it looked like me and, and Joe Biden hugging each other. I, I was upset because I looked ten times bigger than him because they couldn't. It was the original picture was me and the and Speaker Renner, uh, uh, you know, hugging at the opening session last year. But then they took Renner's face head off and they put Biden's head. <laughs> but the way the thing was, I looked enormous. I was all upset about it for more than the fact that they had me with Biden. Yeah. And people were calling me saying, "What were you doing with him?" And yeah, I like, never met the man. Isn't that interesting? You know, uh, I had a situation where. Uh, somebody from Wink News wanted to come down and interview me about uh, something that was going on. I even forget the topic. But the interview probably went on for 45 minutes. They continued to ask these redundant, redundant questions about the same topic. So after the interview was done, I saw uh, there was probably a 10-second clip on a, on a news story. But it took totally out of context what I had to say and actually used it as a proof source for, for the opposite point of view. Exactly. That's just not good reporting. I mean, he understood my intent. If he wanted my opinion, I'd be happy to share it with him. But uh, I think this is the mainstream media, again, trying to act as a voice and to have a voice as opposed to reporting the news. Well, and I think they're basically a lot of them are just plain lazy. Yeah. You know, I've been reading, I read a lot of the articles, obviously. I have a Google alert on my name. And so I read the article, and I'm, and I'm reading it going, they didn't even bother calling me. Yeah, they they do not call me when they are writing um, articles that either diss the affordable, affordable housing bill or any of the other bills that we passed or budget items or the, or there's uh, there's a water management district uh, issue where we we did not confirm one of the members and the reason we didn't is that she had a tirade on uh, while in a meeting and yeah. was talking about 1940 and it was just bizarre nobody <clears throat> called me about it and yeah. and it's just one article after the other and i'm like if you call me i'll tell you what we did and why we did it yeah that's but, a shame 
Well, yeah. Kathleen, I, I just may, this gives me an opportunity to just say that uh, the service that you're providing to the state of Florida, your leadership is just so critically important. You were the governor, the legislature, we're getting great things done here. I can kind of consider it a firewall against the lunacy and the craziness that's going on in Washington, D.C. So thank you so much for taking time to come on the show and thank you for your service. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Boo Mortensen, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. They get the politics and know the policy. They help prepare elected officials to have a winning strategy in the legislature. They do great work, and I hope you check out the website, thefga.org, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo. Boo Mortensen up in the tundra in Madison, Wisconsin, former radio show host in uh, Madison. Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, it's my pleasure and happy birthday. And I have to tell you, normally it is the tundra up here in Wisconsin. But today, the high is going to be 95. Holy moly. Wow. I think we're part of this heat dome. Yeah, there is a heat dome. Is that still going on? Because I tell you, the temperatures are like uh, 20 degrees higher than normal across the United States. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, when is Wisconsin, of all places, at 95 degrees? I mean, that's Florida heat. Yeah, it certainly is. You know, it's so so ironic right now that Pete Pete Buttigieg is making comments about... uh, uh, Lori Smith is Colorado-based Christian graphic designer who sued the state over its anti-discrimination statute, and she won, of course, in the Supreme Court. And he's saying that uh, it was all put on. Now, so he's doing this on uh, on some sort of a television, on CNN. Meanwhile, what's he doing to help people that are having canceled? Apparently, it's like 4,000 flights canceled this weekend, and things are just going awful in terms of transportation. And he's complaining about uh, the decision of the Supreme Court. Well, I don't think he's an impressive guy. No. I think he's dropped the ball on a lot of stuff when that when those trains derailed and emitted all of the, the toxic fumes. He was nowhere to be seen. It's true. Yeah, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's impressive. At least not yet. No, he um, he put on a hard hat to go to uh, Palestine. <laughs> And it's true. They, there was kind of a no-show. Nobody paid any attention to him while he was there. But uh, nevertheless, very unimpressive. I agree with you. Yeah. 
Well, today is the 4th of July, so I thought I would give you some little tidbit information, uh, informational pieces about various presidents. Uh, number one, no U.S. president has ever been an only child. Really? They've had half-brothers and sisters, but everybody has, every president has had a sibling. Interesting. Yeah. FDR served two more terms than any president ever will. He actually served as president four times. Well, he got elected four times. He got elected four times. I believe early on in the fourth term, he died. He died, yes. And Truman took over. Right. And then after that, Congress passed. Uh, an amendment that said that a future president, uh, their time in office was limited to two terms. Right. I didn't know he served four, though. Yeah. He, Here's uh, one that'll be a shocker. Uh, Abraham Lincoln was a top-rated wrestler. He competed in 300 wrestling matches over 12 years, and he only lost one. Who knew? You know what? I knew. <laughs> I did. Get out of here. Yeah, I actually knew that. It's, he's kind of an incredible guy in so many different ways. But uh, certainly determined guy, and uh, he probably got that from wrestling, or at least wrestling contributed to his his determination because, you know, he lost so many elections before he finally won the presidency of the United States. Yes, he did. Yeah, <clears throat> he did. Uh, made him humble. Uh-huh. Or kept him humble. Uh, Roosevelt was the first president... To use TV, and in 1939, he was the first president uh, to be televised. And then he figured out how powerful that emerging medium was. Yeah, well, you know, uh, he he was known for his fireside chats, were basically on radio. That's kind of right. how he made his impression on the American public. But that I did not know that he was the first one on television. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, isn't that something? Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was the first president to travel by plane on official business. Hmm. He flew in 1943 uh, across the Atlantic to meet Churchill in Casablanca. Casablanca, huh? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. The last U.S. president with facial hair was William Howard Taft. And William Howard Taft is the only uh, president to serve also uh, as a justice, associate justice on the Supreme Court. Oh, really? Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, you you're a, you got a lot of information yourself. Well, here's one for you. Uh, who's the only president that didn't run for his second term because of hemorrhoids? Good grief. <laughs> you got me there. That's James Polk. Oh, my heavens. Oh, geez. Well... How do you how do you pr- pass that on to the press? How uh, you know, does the that's, press react to that one. First of all, why do we know that? I mean, it seems to me that's kind of private information. <laughs> yeah, I found that kind of so. Uh, I, I'm kind of re- interrupting your train of thought, though. But I thought I'd throw that one in there. Nope. Yeah, that's interesting. <clears throat> Jimmy Carter was the first president born in a hospital. Yeah. Jimmy Carter. Think about it. Yeah. And the only reason he was born in the hospital was his mother was a nurse. Everybody back then was born at home. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Think about all the presidents preceded him, and uh, they were born at home, not in a hospital. That's so interesting. Yeah. You know, and and, uh, he's in our generation, Jimmy Jimmy Carter. Yeah. You know, uh, and and I think he was also, he didn't, wasn't he the longest living president? He lived almost 100. Well, I think he's still alive, is he not? I know he was in hospice. No. I don't think he's died. I'm sure there would have been some sort of a casket in the dome and in the Capitol and that kind of thing. I don't believe he's died. He's in hospice, but I think he's still holding on. He's, he's, uh... I think you're right. I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. And then my last one is John F. Kennedy, who was wealthy in his own right. Uh-huh. He was the richest individual to be president. Uh, he donated his entire presidential salary to charity. You know who he else? donated nearly 500000 You know who else did that? No. Donald Trump. I thought he was the only one. No, Donald Trump did it. Oh, I'll be darned. You know what? Yes, I guess I did know that. 
Yeah, so interesting. And I think uh, uh, Kennedy, of course, is, he was also noted for uh, uh, getting a medal for his service in the Navy for he, he uh, was what a PT boat, I believe it was. Now I've forgotten the details on this, but I, he was attacked uh, during the war and uh, ended up surviving the process and got some sort of a medal. I'm not going to say the Medal of Honor, but it was something very high and very prestigious. Oh, my. Well, they were, you know, a bunch of interesting characters. And also, Calvin Coolidge kept a pygmy hippopotamus with a gift from a businessman. Firestone. <laughs> Can you believe it? Uh, um, <laughs> get the pygmy hippopotamus out because he's coming to see us. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, this yeah, is put a ribbon around his neck. Yeah, this is such interesting information. I really appreciate your preparation for the show, Boo. I hope you have a great fourth, and thanks so much. I hope you do, too. Yeah. Yep, and again, we won the lottery of life we, by virtue of our birthright. You are so right. Thank you so much, Boo. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the day. You as well. Thank you. All right, coming up, Seton Motley. He's the founder and president of Less Government, That and More, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Well, now, I don't know what happened right there, but nevertheless, I'm going to say that uh, this segment of the show is brought to you by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences, and I hope you check out the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Seton Motley. Seton is the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good. Happy Independence Day. Happy Independence Day. Seton, you're in uh, Belize, and I'd just be curious, yeah. uh, what's going on on the 4th of July on Independence Day in Belize? Well, I, as you can imagine, it's it's mostly a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> I'm living, I live in a little section, and I mean a little section, it's like a half dozen houses, of uh, entirely expatriates. And I'm the only American. Um, there's, I got, I got two, I got two British neighbors. I know they won't be celebrating. Um, there's, there's a lot of Canadians down here and there's a, there's a one, two, three houses of Canadians here. Um, my realtor and her husband are South African. Um, and, and they're on the road. 
So it's it's not uh, there's no Americans around me here. So I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I think I heard some fireworks last night. Uh, my dog certainly thought so. It was way off in the distance. Yeah. Uh, so so it wasn't it wasn't loud enough to upset the dog. But um, I don't know. I don't think I don't. I, you know, like, this is my, I, I came down here in December. I don't know. This is my first Independence Day down here. So uh, I do know that they had their you uh, the U.S. Martin Luther King Day is George Price Day, and George Price is the Belizean who helped lead, who led the transition away from being a British colony in 1981. Huh. So th- that's their kind of Independence Day, uh, which is our MLK Day. That is so interesting. So have you made connections with any of these people? Have you learned why people are migrating from Canada? And- you know, it's amazing. It's it's No matter where they're from, it's the same. I, I've been saying this. You know, you know, I always felt like, you know, uh, uh, an alien in the United States. You know, it's, I, I always describe the average person as like being a fish who doesn't know he's wet. You know, they just don't know what's going on in their own country. And... Um, if you are a person who gets so fed up by Western civilization's demise, whether it's England or South Africa or uh, Canada or you know anywhere in Western Europe especially, that you leave the country, that's a basis of commonality you have with that person, whether they're from yeah. South Africa or Europe or Canada or the U.S. You have this, you know, you kind of, you... you just by seeing each other in, you know, in Belize, you you kind of like give a knowing nod, like yeah. So there, I, I have more in common with the people around me uh, down here now than I've ever had in my life. I think. Yeah, you know, my my only I've I've certainly thought about living abroad, living in uh, Costa Rica and Belize and other places, and it's uh, very uh, enticing to think about. On one hand, on the other hand. Human nature follows us no matter where we go on the globe. So you end up. Well, yeah, that that's true. You know, um, you know, what's that line? No matter where you go, there you are. That's right. Um, you know, and and I I think by the time I did it, and I've been thinking about doing it for a decade when I finally pulled the trigger, there have been some moves within the United States that may have been, you know, when I was younger, described as trying to escape myself. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yep. But by this point, and you know, certainly by my 40s when I wanted to leave, I'm 51, almost 52 now, and and that had nothing to do with it. I, I think I don't think I think this is entirely me making a you know an outside in decision rather than an inside out one. Yeah. So uh, looking back, you've you've been there for six months. It's Independence Day. Oh, I wish I'd come here years ago. Really? Um, every time I meet somebody who's been here. I met there's a, there's a section of the peninsula I live on. Uh, the peninsula is called Placentia, named after the village on the southern tip. There's a black section, a Garafuna section. Um, Garanuga is the is the plural, but it's 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 blacks from like Saint Vincent, and they speak a language called Garafuna. They also speak a certain type of Creole. There's different types of Creole, but anyway, and they all speak English because they go to schools and they teach English here in the schools. But anyway, there's a white woman from the United States who's lived in Sainbite, is what it's called, since 1989. And, I mean, Sainbite now is kind of crazy and dilapidated and everything. The people are great, don't get me wrong. I go, I go buy food from a stand there all the time. It's huh. spectacular food. You know, but, but, but it's just, I can't imagine what it was like in 1989, you know, for this lonely this lonely american woman to move to sane by name nine i just like wow that's amazing yeah it is and of ama- course you got you got land deals for nothing yeah. <laughs> you know uh, unbelievable story so uh, uh they declared independence or separated i guess it was from great britain huh i think it was yeah it was great britain I, it was it, it was a very uh it wasn't like a you know american uh revolutionary war type situation right it was a very peaceful transition um, the Queen is, of England, uh, the, the late Queen, is still on all the money. Um, Guatemala wants Belize back. And so we have the British troops come over and do their jungle training in Belize right on the Guatemalan border. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is, which is as much training as it is a show of force to the Guatemalans. Like, hey, you know, 
you might want to stay on that side of the line over there. Um, and and so no, there's still there's still a relationship. Um, there's a we're also got a very there's in some ways a very paternal relationship with the United States. The Belizean dollar with all the queen with the queen on all of them is pegged to the U.S. dollar hmm. at two to one. So for every one U.S. dollar, it's two Belizean dollars, and it, we move when you move. You know. So what's the, what's the uh, sentiment? What's the sentiment towards? Uh, Great Britain, though. I mean, they, they've been known to be good stewards of their possessions uh, when they were... Uh, the, 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 um, it's kind of... It's not just... It's not talked about much, that, uh, at least that I've seen uh, since I got here. Um, I, I, I spoke to one person about it who said, yeah, you know, we can't be completely solo. We're this tiny little country with no population. Uh, and like I said, Guatemala would be here and, you know, standing on my, on my beach in five minutes <laughs> you know um i'm on the opposite side of of the of the of the continent from from guatemala and they would just march through i mean belize is the size of new jersey and it's got four hundred fifty thousand people it isn't mounting much of a defense yeah so but you know they're they're very you know, i i asked I, I thought there'd be a you know there's obviously going to be a dual-sided response to us you know invaders coming in and I spoke to a guy, I hired him to uh, do some uh, driving for me, and I said, is it, you know, I, I can understand there'd be some animosity towards us coming in, and, and he said, well, there is on the interior of the country. He said, here on the peninsula, we think you're gods. Really? Because you're coming in, and you're bringing money. He said, there's no, there's no animosity on the peninsula, which is about a, it's about a thousand full-time residents. I'm telling you, this place is empty. Wow. And he's. He said, he said, he said that we just think you're gods because you come in, you buy the land, you hire us to build on it. You, you know, you're, 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 you, we go to, we work at restaurants that only you go to. We work at, you know, bars that only you go to. Um, so, he, but uh, he said there is some animosity inside. I encountered a little bit of it in a, in a town called Dangriga, which is like the place you go here, for here to get your car registered and all that stuff. And there was one guy in front, a black guy, who was, started lecturing me because he asked for money, and I literally wasn't going to give him any, but I literally didn't have any yet. I'd just gotten here. Yeah. And, and like the, uh, there were like nine other guys hanging out in front of the building, like, don't listen to him. It's crazy. <laughs> so Steve um, Notley, again, founder and president of Less Government. We didn't talk about what I intended to talk about today, which is some of your great writing, but I encourage our listeners to go to lessgovernment.org, lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seaton, always a pleasure to visit with you. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Happy Independence Day, wherever you are. Happy Independence Day, Seton. Thank you so much. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. 
That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. I just wanted to remind you that uh, uh, Lulubee's Diner serves terrific breakfasts and lunches uh, uh, at the uh, Green Tree Shopping Center. Well, now they're serving dinner Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. The menu is just terrific. The dining is just fabulous, and it's inexpensive as well as informal. So I encourage you, <clears throat> just a great opportunity to grab your purse or your wallet and just run out to Lulubee's Diner and have a terrific breakfast or lunch. And dinner uh, Wednesday through Saturday nights. We were there twice last week. We were. It was just you love that place. I do. Yeah, great salad. So Linda, uh, lots going on. This yeah, is my wife gonna, Linda. I know you can yeah. have to introduce me. <laughs> yeah, my wife Linda, who's just a fountain of knowledge and information right now. I, I want to just uh, pause for a moment and talk about this movie that's coming out that's getting so much attention. Opened yesterday. It's officially opening today. Called uh, The Sound of Freedom. Uh, this movie has been held back. It was made in 2018. Hmm. It's been held back because the censors are after it because they don't want this information to come out. Hmm. Uh, but the producers and, and director and the star, Jim Cavazil, who's um, starred in The Passion of the Christ, um, who's, a, who's a good Christian man, and they've been pushing this out, uh, trying to get it to the theaters. Steve Bannon has been a warrior for this, putting this out for at least six weeks now to say that this movie was coming out today. Um, it's about child trafficking in, in this country and that the United States is, is the worst. It's, it's based on a true story about this former DHS uh, officer who, who quit his job to go and try and find these children. Uh, two, two million children are missing, and they've been trafficked, um, they've been trafficked not, of, not only for sex, uh, but for organ harvesting. And what's, what's coming out now is that what this movie is portraying is is the story it's telling is these these little babies are are being stolen and used for sex ten to fifteen times a day mm. by the elites by all these pedophiles by by all these people and then once once the um they're not fresh anymore uh their organs are harvested and and it's the evil i hate to say talk about this so early in the morning but the movie is exploding and the word is getting out and it's so exciting yeah so it's playing i think it's is it playing in mercado silver spot at mercado silver spot at mercado and the name of the movie again is sound of freedom sound Sound of of freedom Freedom. and and uh, run don't walk tell your friends i mean people are after they see the movie are breaking out in prayer at the end of the the movie it's yeah, I mean, uh, the, 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 what, the way you described this, there's, there's nothing appealing about what you just described, except for the fact that it's actually happening and it's real. Well, well, not <laughs> only is it actually happening, but they've tried to hide it, and yeah. that's what's so scary. And it's going, it, you know, we, I could talk to, on this show for hours about what's been hidden for all these years, and and um, this ties into Epstein Island, ties into to the elites in this country. Um, what's being hidden this movie is coming out and it's people are waking up and and the and the byline for this movie is um our children will not be sold any longer it's just so so moving well there's a call to action for sure and people are responding by just that as uh with first of all righteous anger number one and number two of some uh some sort of commitment to do something about the problem because it is a huge problem it's not been publicized as it should be but uh, again the market here in the united states two million illegally trafficked kids for sex and organ harvesting by the way the, just just to touch on this again there was a sheriff the sheriff out of orlando is such a such a warrior i mean he won't put up with any crap from anybody and um i was talking to our friend suzanne at lunch about this last week because she brought it up she says it was on the news where the sheriff had 
had um, arrested this pedophile, and and he had pictures on his phone of these little babies, 11 months old, that were tied, their hands were tied behind their back so they could be sexually abused. Oh. 11 months old. And these people are out there and they need to be stopped. Absolutely. Again, the name of the movie. The Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. We've got to talk to something else because it's just not... Just All right, so so let, let's, let's just talk for a second about people are waking up and, and this movie is is one of the things that's waking up, waking people up. But you know, um, one of these books that that I talk to you about all the time always says nothing can stop what's coming, and I always thought it was going to be like helicopters in the sky or whatever. But I truly believe it's that it's the awakening of the people. Yeah, and which which is proven by what happened at Trump's rally last Saturday. Uh-huh. They closed down this town. Nobody saw this coming. There were over fifty thousand people, more than the the population, population of the town. Yeah. And they just were coming in droves. They said it was as much as 75,000 in all, what, what they're guessing. But they, they know 50,000 for sure. It was 95 degrees, blazing hot. Donald Trump is sitting or talking up there with a suit coat on yeah. for an hour and a half, and people wouldn't leave. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, he, uh, you know, there's something special about this man. I think, <clears throat> I think, uh, the experience he's had as president, he is, he's got to be our president uh, following uh, this uh, in 2025. He's got to, to get the job because he's the only person that can deal with the horror that's going on. Something's right going to happen before that election. Yeah, I feel, I feel certain. But <clears throat> so, 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 what's happening now is that is that the people that are in control of this country right now are seeing this, and they're trying to play whack-a-mole because they can't cover this stuff up fast enough. What happened just within the last 48 hours? They, there, there's been explosions in Washington, D.C., but what did they find in the West Wing of the White House? Cocaine. Yeah. Who's been living at the White, the, the White yeah. House? Hunter Biden. <laughs> well, you know, we can't jump to conclusions, but that's certainly a conclusion well, you can easily jump to. I mean, where else could it come from, for crying out loud? Well, That's old Joe's got a problem. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's it's... It's connecting the dots, and, and they can't... So so now all this stuff is coming up. Oh, they're going to charge Trump with more. They're going to do some more. To, and people are waking up. They're going, wait, this doesn't make sense. Why does this bad stuff come out about about Biden and all his cronies, and suddenly they're going to charge Trump with something else? People are people are not stupid anymore. Yeah. It's it's just... Um, it's it's inspiring, but it's it's... It's scary that they're trying to cover up all this um, nefarious activity for so long. And and um, yeah. anyway, go see the movie The Sound of Freedom. Um, tell your friends it's it's got a, it's opening today officially. So go see it. Absolutely. By the way, uh, you probably saw this, but uh, apparently <clears throat> the Amish never got uh, uh, the uh, shots. Didn't mask up. Didn't lock down. Didn't do any of that stuff. Didn't get any vaccines. Their uh, their rate of us uh, of their rate of uh, COVID death rates is ninety times lower than for the rest of America. Oh well, if you want to talk about that for two minutes, what I saw on on, on social media yesterday was disturbing at best. Not only are 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 um, adults under the age of fifty coming down coming down with uh, myocarditis. Not no, not just that colon cancer breast cancer yeah. at at rapid rates and it's so it's like turbocharged and then to make matters worse this this embalmer who who takes care of people after they die when when they when they have to do whatever they do not to gross anybody out for breakfast this morning but they're finding stuff in people's bloodstreams he says i've never seen this oh, before i know i know uh they're, we're going to learn a lot from this and it's not going to be good stuff quite frankly and uh it's just horrible. Anyway, Linda, hap- happy Independence Day. Yeah, happy Independence Day. <laughs> well, let's end on, end on a positive note. We certainly have a lot to be grateful for. We are among the luckiest people in the world, in the history of the world, to have, been, have the birthright of, of American citizenship. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for joining You're us. You're welcome. All right. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests for tomorrow's show, including Bob Levy, the chairman emeritus 
of the Cato Institute. And Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz, will be joining us as well. I hope you make it a great Fourth of July. I hope you just keep in mind the wonderful sacrifices that people have made for our wonderful way of life. And I hope you see the movie that Linda pointed out as well. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.